हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर द प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन द डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेयर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो Human centered design concepts are used to solve a variety of problems and are particularly valuable during crisis. The consumer perspective of how you analyze an issue and find a solution is the essence of how the next wave of experience will be designed innovatively. While designing with humans in mind, we can anticipate and consider human values. culture and accessibility but how can designers create a design framework that allows us to innovate more rapidly in small ways across all facets of a problem in search of answers to such questions today we connect with riya thosar director of product design at sap with over two decades of global industry experience she has designed consumer and enterprise products for a wide variety of industries and global audiences so let's get into conversation with her on our special episode on international women's day hello riya welcome to avantika designing podcast series it's an honor to host you for our women's day special episode hey thanks roy thanks for having me it's my pleasure to be here super so riya as our ice breaker and on the eve of women's day You know, Hillary Clinton has uh, shared a beautiful quote which says, "Women are the largest untapped reservoir of talent in the world." In fact, today on International Women's Day, uh, it has given us this opportunity to celebrate the fantastic contribution women make in every design discipline. My icebreaker question to you is: What is your observation of women in design leadership across organizations? yeah definitely uh, i think the currently in multiple successful organization women leaders are, re- are representing design and we see that very frequently now right so things are changing pretty rapidly uh, when it comes to women representation in the organization and at a leadership level and this is truly inspiring and um, they are aware of their strength now uh, it's not like earlier women they are fully aware what they can do what they would like to achieve they are equipped and they are ready to drive the change and be the change which is a big which is a big thing uh, according to me um women are aspired to progress in their career uh, by moving up the ladder so there i definitely see quite a lot of change in terms of the way uh, they are thinking right and uh, the result of that is a woman in design leadership now have a seat at the table which is a big industry wide mindset shift uh, that we can see and which is certainly a very positive change and i think that is something really motivating for every woman who is in the workforce super well said um i'm sure that there's so many uh, you know women designers uh, that we have uh, in terms of looking up to in fact um uh, 
uh, at SAP and SAP Labs uh, itself, Ria, the leadership, um, uh, you know, is is led uh, by women and, and it's so inspiring. In fact, uh, Ria, women have yeah. always generated new lives and today many women designers seek through their work to generate a, a, a new world. It's necessary to discuss the very idea of leadership at work or in life to generate both collaborative design and more egalitarian society. The question that I have for you is what efforts can organizations take to retain and celebrate their women designers and empowering them to progress? Yeah, very nice question because uh, again, this is coming from my personal experience. Organizations play a critical role actually to um, making and breaking a woman's career, right? And in my case, I am definitely fortunate uh, that uh, right from my career uh, in the beginning till now, uh, I have been in an organization where it always promotes uh, women uh, in, in multiple aspects. And uh, I think I would say uh, it's about empathy, empowerment and encouragement. These are the values that organization can focus on to celebrate women in the uh, team or in the organization. Women leaders should focus on creating an environment where uh, every woman in the team uh, or every woman team uh, member celebrate each other and they just does not compete with each other. So uh, as a woman leader, I think it's our responsibility to create or give that kind of a environment to the team where they actually help each other and uh, celebrate each other. If we are to elevate women in design, we need to make few investments uh, at, at organizational level. And I think the first one is, uh, is that in, uh, it's institutional. We can implement resource groups, we can create some events, uh, we can create programs and develop some policies that create safe and supportive environment for women employees. And which is very critical because uh, it's, it's a big uh, and it's an important feeling that you feel safe uh, in the environment you are going every day, you're working there, you're progressing there. So I think organization can play a very critical role here. The second investment is relationships. And uh, we can be more intentional in terms of our communication with uh, female colleagues uh, and amplifying one another's voice instead of uh, uh, competing or keeping quiet and this is something again I would say based on my experience where I have been in a situation where uh, I entered the meeting room and it was uh, full of men uh, which were at a senior level and uh, I had just one uh, woman executive leader there uh, she could definitely see from my face that I was a little intimidated. And then uh, as I started presenting, she started supporting me. And that definitely uh, boost my motivation, my confidence. And I think this is something I experienced in a very early stage of my career. And that was, I think, a really good lesson for me, uh, which I learned from my own experience that you should support another female employer, your teammate in that case. So that's the second uh, investment that we should do is invest in relationships. 
and the third one uh, is i would say is uh, our personal and professional development we as a woman we need to look within figure out who we are and what we stand for and what we would like to achieve in in long run or in maybe as a short term goal also so i think that clarity really needs to be required well wow, that's beautifully put across priya uh, uh, extremely apt points and how we could be conscious about um, ensuring that we make an inclusive uh, environment at workplace So Ria, moving from you know uh, the conversation around Women's Day, and we'll come back to some of these pointers uh, ahead in our conversation. But you, having spent more than two decades of experience in the industry, you've designed for uh, customers and enterprise brands uh, for diverse markets and global audiences. In fact, having collaborated for large-scale enterprises. product design projects and organizations such as sap linkedin cognizant and human factor international can you take us through your professional journey in all these years yeah sure this is i think one of my favorite uh, questions because it takes me back to the memory lane right and uh, it's it's beautiful so uh, definitely um, from the uh, focus perspective i think i was always inclined towards uh, creativity uh, and art uh, right from my uh, school days so i i would say it was something which um, i felt that i really enjoy doing and i think that's the time i decided my path into design i did my graduation in applied arts and after uh, those formative years of my career i explored different design disciplines like motion graphics traditional animation um, user centered design learn new methodologies worked worked with new technologies and explored the application of uh, <clears throat> design through these different di- uh, mediums while working as a graphic designer um, as an animator as a ux designer and as a design leader i got great mentors who shared uh, guidance along the way and i feel that's uh, very important <clears throat> that you uh, who you meet uh, in that journey because that can actually uh, develop your personality and learning from them um, and from different uh, roles uh, i played really helped me gain that design maturity the confidence to explore and the ability to balance art and science of design as i progressed after exploring different design discipline i uh, disciplines i settled in user experience design for uh, you know over last 20 years and i love the whole concept of user centered design and the way it helps you think from user's point of view it's it's something fascinating and i think that was the main reason why i'm still in in that field and during this uh, this period i worked across industries and geographies uh, set up globally distributed design teams uh, evangelized design at some of the leading organizations I have designed product experiences for many global consumer and enterprise customers and worked in consulting and product uh, product space. Now at this stage of my career uh, I really uh, enjoy uh, extending my passion for um, design by mentoring young designers in the global design community 
and conducting design thinking workshops for teenagers, which I, I thoroughly enjoy that. At SAP, uh, I have been wearing multiple hats, uh, like a design manager, uh, design lead, focusing on improving the end-to-end customer journey, and innovation lead, focusing on machine uh, learning space to build an intelligent enterprise uh, cloud experience for SAP customers. So yeah, so far, I think my journey, I, I, I would say, was uh, amazing and pretty exciting. Well, it, it surely and definitely uh, sounds exciting. In fact, so many things that you've done um, over uh, over these nearly uh, two decades, it's it's uh, it's beautiful. In fact, you wear several hats, such as director who leads the team towards success, a collaborator who bridges the gap between a very talented team of developers, product managers, designers, and an innovator who works on new technologies. How do you integrate these talents when collaborating with global cross-functional teams? I think it's uh, sometimes challenging, but I think as you grow uh, at every stage, there are different learning right, uh, in the career path. And as we grow in our roles, we develop technical as well as soft skills. And as you get into a leadership or management role, it is about using those skills collectively with an effective strategy that help you achieve organizational uh, team level uh, and personal level goals. I, What I did is I apply different strategies based on what my goal is as a manager or as a design lead in a particular context. In a managerial role, my focus has been building a solid team of designers by providing them an environment where they, they can learn and grow and help organization grow by building amazing product experiences that our customer love. By standing in a sweet spot uh, between business, technology, and design, my focus has been building alliances and orchestrating uh, collaboration between these different teams and stakeholders. So as a team, we can work towards one goal. And as a designer, my focus is bringing users' point of view in the innovation and design process, being curious about innovation space and where design and technology can uh, do wonders while working together. So I think it is about using the right strategy, right skills at the right time or using multiple skills uh, together the way it is required to. So yeah, that's what my mantra was. Hey, did you know SAP One? the top employer 2020, which represents the efforts and values earned both for commitment to employees and their distinctive work culture. Well, that's super inspiring and uh, interesting. In fact, so many questions out there uh, from, from, from the answer that you've just said, and I hope I'm able to cover some of these, uh, you know, while we are doing this conversation. But while they're talking about SAP, SAP has launched a new milestone offer, Rise with SAP, to bring together everything you need to turn your business in the way that fits best for your business. What are some of the obstacles you face when delivering business innovation at the pace of today's business to make sure that your business is ready for the future? So working in an innovation, um, I, I feel that uh, the organization must look into the future ahead of time. 
and uh, it must be laid from the top so there is a buy in at every uh, at every level and the strategic alignment happens at every level across the enterprise and um, it's really nice that sap we have that alignment um, we, there is a clear vision and that really helps a lot if you have this alignment actually many obstacles will get out of the way easily but there are few aspects that can uh, make uh, this process challenging sometimes for example when uh, delivering innovation time to market is critical right so the team needs to be extremely agile while collaborating with multiple groups within the organization we need to make sure that we uh, we are delivering a unified product experience to our customer while innovation is delivered across product experience so innovation strategy need to be uh, derived from customer and business needs hence having a clear strategy and vision is critical for uh, for this success and another challenge can be uh, lack of budget and uh, resources can delay the process but at sap uh, we have clear vision and plan uh, when it comes to delivering the business innovation which makes makes things much easier for us as a team in fact uh, you know while you spoke about the innovation and uh, user experience in the building block among all the stages of problem solving area the investigative mm-hmm. phase is the most crucial because it reveals how yeah. to approach design problems the question that i yeah. have ria and something that i'm curious about is how can designers investigate and recognize human values and culture diversity helping in the right direction towards creating say sustainable solutions i mean you having worked uh, so many years across geographies across different organizations and different kind of teams how how do you think mm-hmm. you know you sail through smoothly uh, through this investigative phase so uh, i think uh, i it's not that uh, difficult if your focus is always on the user right or the target audience then it make makes things very easy so i would say when we are working to solve problem for our target audience the focus is fully on them that's why we call it human centered design right so um, we are keeping humans in the center throughout the problem solving process and that helps in that alignment so it is all about putting yourself into user shoes uh, in the investigation phase or we call it discovery phase tools such as persona creation user journey mapping and empathy map- mapping are these these are kind of critical um, uh, activities that uh, that we do and uh, as they provide a designer useful data on user demographics or uh, psychographic the uh, that data actually is quite meaningful in terms of um using that to make sense out of what's the user need what are the problem they are facing so by understanding user background their needs their goals and motivation the data further helps you define uh, the approach to solve the user problem which is more sustainable in in the long run as it is based on the uh, qualitative and quantitative data that uh, we have gathered in the investigation phase right and of course while doing that um, we also it's not just design team but there are multiple other stakeholders are involved involved so 
i think getting buy in because they are involved at every stage of uh, decision discussion so they feel uh, they are engaged they are part of uh, every decision and that makes the uh, buy in uh, or any uh, approvals much easier at every stage interesting in fact ria you also spoke about human centered uh, uh, design something back and uh, I think it's all about focus, but it pushes the designers uh, to ignore many facets of a problem. And this kind of myopic focus doesn't work when you are trying to solve something systematic. The question that I have for you is: How can designers create a design framework that allows us to innovate more rapidly in small ways across all facets of a problem? yeah i agree because many times uh, there are multiple teams working on the problem solving uh, and on the product it can actually lead to disjointed experience but uh, the way we approach uh, uh, even at sap or even in the past uh, what i have followed is uh, when we are trying to solve uh, something uh, semantic it's important to think uh, think at a system level that is based on multiple perspective again right so this is the time multiple stakeholders are uh, invited uh, to the design table so that they can contribute uh, at sap in co innovation scenarios we also invite customers or users who are using our products so they can really add lot of value in terms of providing the insights the interactions between stakeholders are uh, facilitated with the use of design thinking framework that allows multiple viewpoints to complement each other's perspective to define overall system maps and this collaboration results in uh, easier agreement and buying uh, as a stakeholder um, stakeholders because they feel their perspective and insights are taken into account so the this blended approach of two framework as in uh, which is basically design thinking and system thinking helps uh, in smooth team interactions quick iterations to reduce the risk and accelerate uh, learning while we also uh, include the perspective of multiple stakeholders so yeah as in like five uh, stages of design thinking framework which is empathy um, define ideate prototype and test uh, after that it leads us to uh, basically uh, deep dive into the uh, realities of users and others who come to uh, come in contact with the challenges to understand who is affected and invite them to the design table so as i talked about we invite our customers or users right who can add lot of value by providing their insights uh define that uh, we define the challenge together uh, or uh, uh, and challenge the team to uh, aim and prioritize some of the insights that we get from those sessions then create the space for multiple uh, stakeholders to give their perspective and generate a map with uh, uh, with all the different uh, interconnected parts across uh, all the system so that really helps then uh, look at all the areas of the product right so it's not just one part you are thinking about your uh, uh, with all the multiple people involved stakeholders involved it really helps to think from 
360 perspective about that product or that system. Again, identifying the key point of uh, uh, key points where actions uh, will have strong leverage and minimize negative uh, uh, areas, right, or uh, negative actions. Facilitate uh, the process where different stakeholders ideate uh, possibilities uh, for the future state of the system where the mess of uh, interconnected uh, problems has been dissolved. So some of these things are uh, uh, basically we uh, we follow uh, as uh, we go through this entire process. Then pro we build a prototype uh, uh, based on the possibilities, what might be the uh, design solution. We test the prototype based on the user feedback. Uh, again, it goes back to iteration, right? Uh, and then that's the uh, loop we follow. And finally, uh, once we are happy, we get the uh, result that we are looking for. Uh, yes, we deliver that. So I would say uh, it is a mix of, um, I would say, design thinking and system thinking, uh, which uh, uh, we personally followed at SAP. Even I followed it earlier in my past organizations. Interesting, Riya. In fact, when you speak about the interconnectedness and the other elements, uh, you know, as designers, the project we work on give us a space to connect relevant global issues with specific settings and use cases of a product or service. The question that I have is, do you think new solutions and technologies are enough to achieve sustainability? And how can we empower consumers to be active participants by integrating and designing sustainable design interactions as well. Through design, we come up with creative and usable ways to provide solutions to user needs. But the technology is actually, I feel, an enabler when uh, it comes to developing these uh, sustainable solutions. So one of the great example is uh, Amazon's uh, investment in electric delivery vehicles, right? If you heard about that. In the context of uh, carbon reduction effort to address the climate change. And at the scale at uh, Amazon, it's a big, uh, I, I would say it's a big impact uh, in terms, positive impact in terms of environment, right? So sustainability is one of the many aspects that have to be considered to make a successful and responsible product. So every product relates to sustainability in some way. That's what I feel. Um, if we choose to consider sustainability as a factor in the design phase, the constraints of a, a specific product give uh, designers the space to make a concrete solution for otherwise ab abstract issues. So uh, we can empower consumer to be active participant by uh, integrating and designing sustainability interactions. For example, uh, when you order food through Uber Eats, uh, you can let them know how much uh, uh, culinary you need, uh, need when you are on uh, ordering the food. Right. So that way you can save the uh, unnecessary uh, ordering uh, the fork and the uh, tissues that you uh, that comes along with the food. Right. So you can save some uh, material on that. The digital product we build are uh, affecting the physical en environment via transportation, travel, food, uh, 
delivery process shopping etc so i feel the word witness uh, historic shift uh, another example uh, definitely i want to talk about is um, what we have everyone has witnessed the historic shift in uh, in 2020 job market right due to uh, covid uh, uh, pandemic so while some com- companies used to offer the ability to work from home uh, as a perk earlier uh now it has become the norm for most businesses because everyone is working from home in such situation it would be helpful if a job search platform uh, promote remote workforce job posting or at least provide an option to search for remote careers as a work as working remotely uh, minimize employees uh, carbon foot- footprints by making everyday commuter uh unnecessary right um basically saving office spaces makes uh, uh employee eat better because you're working from home you are eating uh, homemade food most of the time they are more happier because they are at home they don't really have to worry about the family uh in terms of taking care of uh, uh small things which otherwise they have to uh, keep worrying they are more productive because their focus is completely on work in this scenario because they really don't have to worry about other aspects so remote work can help support uh, diversity by giving companies access to much more broader pool of candidates and um, of course it is also uh, going to save lot of money for companies so i think if you think about this kind of examples it's a huge uh, positive impact uh, at a social level right uh, where uh, everyone's life is going to change uh, from the positive aspect perspective so i guess uh, we as a designer definitely we can think of these kind of opportunities uh, and work with product management or business to incorporate some of these ideas So yeah I think as a designer uh, we can at least use our creativity for such good causes Hey did you know as of end of 2020 SAP was recognized around the world for 125 unique employers of choice awards across 37 categories around the globe Wow interesting uh, take in fact uh, Ria there's a myth that accessible design is not good visual design and can act as a barrier to innovation now you having spent so many years in innovation as a domain what are your views on this and how can we design for accessibility without compromising the overall design and experience of the product i feel accessible design is a need of uh, any usable design and as a uh, as a designer we have the power and responsibility to make sure that everyone has access to experiences that we uh, we create regard, regardless of ability context or situations so uh, more than 1 billion per, uh, uh, people in the world have some uh, form of disability right so this corresponds to uh, about 50% of the world population between um uh multiple million people have very significant difficulties in functioning 
which is a big number right in uh, 2017 there were uh, 814 website uh, accessibility lawsuits filed this is again old news but that says that uh, it was a trigger that you really have to be aware about uh, uh, accessibility laws you really need to make sure the product complies with all these accessibility rules so uh, these two pieces of data alone should i think convince uh, organization uh, on importance of designing for accessibility accessibility compliant product experiences will have better usability and a bigger audience as they need to follow the best practices and by taking care of aspects like adding a enough color contrast not using just color alone to make critical information understandable designing usable focus states using labels or instruction with the form fields and inputs writing the usable alternative text for images and other non text uh, content supporting keyboard navigation not uh, making people hover to find things and these small things can help create great product experiences without compromising the overall design so i would say finally uh, people would prefer a usable product uh, over uh, the product that just looks amazing but fails to function properly so definitely we can even uh, being compliant with accessible design we can still design uh, awesome product experiences we don't really have to compromise on that wow that's really well put by you in fact one of the other layers that you also touched upon earlier in the conversation is the entire world of technology so the introduction of autonomous and interactive systems required a new approach and more awareness about the side effects the question that i have is how can we use design to find the best way to fit new technologies into our lives giving a voice to all those affected by design decisions artificial intelligence uh, i think shapes how we think feel and behave so we as human will integrate technologies like ai ml into our lives only if we trust the outcome right uh, if it is transparent enough and clearly explains how technology will help us and we are in control of what and how we would like to uh, we would like technology to help us and not decide everything for us that's that's a big one actually and i feel as a designer few things we can consider uh, when we are collaborating with technologies while providing a design solution so few things like align design principles with human values as it would help us create an experience that can uh, persuade human to adopt uh, the uh, new experiences that we are building right um, start with user so Uh, we talked about uh, user in keeping user in center right so figure out what value what is valuable for them uh, and how you can enhance the experience for them setting the right expectations explain user um, uh, in a plain language what uh, ai can do for them right or what automation can do for them and where it is uh, limit where it has limitations 
So over time, user will learn how to best integrate uh, AI into their workflows. And that's a natural process as they start uh, trusting uh, the uh, experiences that you have built, they will start trusting technology. Explain the results. AI is only uh, useful if we understand uh, its decision, right? So ideally, the user should be able to trace any result back to the supporting data point. So it's very important to explain the results through data. Communicate with uh, communicate your confidence. So user relay uh, on um, AI to make decisions. That is correct. But then they have to understand the quality of result to trust them. So having a good data, communicating it with the confidence, giving some guidelines to users that this is what we feel is the best choice for you. But it's up to you whether you want to use that. Know what not to automate because not everything should be automated, right? So most tasks have some um, parts that are good fit for AI and uh, once that should be left to humans. Reasons not to use AI could be that the task requires ability that are unique to humans, like understanding the emotions or their motivations, which obviously machine can't do that. Keep the user in control as, as I talked about. Instead of an AI uh, that replaces human, think of ways to amplify and augment our abilities. Don't turn us into uh, spectators, right? So ultimately the user should be in control. Uh, that means being able to intervene, provide feedback, reverse uh, bad action and reward good ones. So AI uh, is more empowering with it when it works with the user and not for the user. And then uh, last one I would say is work with everyone. AI impacts because it AI impacts everyone. All of us should be part of the discussion um, of what we want to be. Uh, we want AI to be. This means working with a diverse team. Uh, AI is uh, shaped by the experiences and values of uh, the people that make it. As uh, we are still figuring out the foundations of AI design, uh, collaboration is uh, more important than ever. So basically collaborating with data uh, analysts, researcher, developer, designers, all need to work together to build a cohesive product. Uh, so I think, um, and that's what as a designer, maybe we can uh, build that uh, uh, gap in terms of bringing everyone together and thinking more from user's perspective. Well, this is such a uh, matured um, and, and an interesting outlook to, you know, uh, uh, to, to looking at how technology can actually blend, can, can supplement the entire design effort and such a beautiful take. In fact, um, how I wish that we could continue this conversation, but um, in, in due to paucity of time, I come to my last question, Ria, which is at Avantika University, we coined this term called as designering, which is the base ideology uh, that we operate on, the blended approach of design and engineering, as you, as you rightly said. Do you think um, this is um, a, a valid philosophy and do you think this interplaying at your work and, and growing in due course of time? 
yeah it's an interesting term actually and uh, it's funny because i usually say that design and technology uh, working together is like a, having a happy marriage uh, <laughs> because design helps to visualize uh, the goal and technology helps to achieve it right so they really complement each other and with all the advanced technology and hyper personalization all these things user uh, no more look at design and technology separately as uh, for them what matter is the experience that product uh, is providing to them so when user uh, use product uh, recommendations provided by ui uh, that you are using or when they are shopping online they are not really paying attention to the technology is used to provide those recommendation but what they are experiencing is their needs are met proactively by getting those suggestions and that uh, their time has saved for searching for the options that's what they feel and that's uh, highlights i think that highlights the importance of uh, design and technology working together to build uh, experiences that feel natural to the users and starting together uh, by in involving the engineering team uh, when we kick off the design process is the key as the designer brings users perspective in the process and engineer uh, help on how we can build the experience that we aim for using existing uh, and emerging technologies so yeah it's i definitely a very exciting blend i would say design and technology which we very uh, often we use that uh, in our design process great thank you so much riya for doing this women's day special episode with us inspiring our listeners and sharing your candid views about design technology the interplay um, at at which it works it was a very very exciting conversation with you and we look forward to keeping in touch with you hey thank you so much rohit it was really nice uh, chatting with you and uh, sharing my views uh, thanks for uh, inviting me hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show do tune in our channel next week on wednesday for a new story on hub hopper or wherever you get your podcast from follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter